your response ought to be, yes, I hurt you, and I need to help heal you. So then, therefore, what, what do you need me to do? I'll do that because I understand you wouldn't be in this shape if I hadn't have done it. So therefore, to help you heal, what do I need to do? This is Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford, Jr., Senior Pastor of Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller. Glad you're with us as we continue to look at forgiveness today. And Pastor, as uh, we just heard from you a moment ago, when we have wounded someone and we do come to them and ask for forgiveness, we do need to be ready to step up and say, okay, what do I need to do to, to help and to earn this forgiveness? That's right, restitution. That's what I think is the missing piece. Now, we were talking off air, and we were talking about forgiveness and mm-hmm. does reconciliation, is it a part of it? That's the piece uh, that's missing sure. in most of the reconciliation when it comes to forgiveness, restitution. In, in other words, forgiveness uh, just doesn't mean, okay, I let it go, even though the word me translated forgiveness, means to let something go. I let it go. But now, uh, what am I doing in the restitution department to demonstrate uh, my appreciation for your forgiveness? Hmm. And I think that's what the missing piece is. You know, and, and that is a crucial element and a crucial piece when two offended parties are, are willing to walk through that process together. Sometimes, though, you have uh, someone who's not willing to make restitution, or maybe that person who has offended us, who has wounded us, scarred us deeply, isn't even living anymore. I think it may be a, a child who was abused, uh, and now th- that offender or abuser has, has died. Restitution is never going to be possible there. Right. What does forgiveness look like then? Well, uh, I believe the Bible would point out that it looks the same as if the person were there Uh, because forgiveness on my part has to be unconditional. So whether they respond uh, the way they should Mm -hmm. or we want them to is actually not relevant because the onus for forgiveness is placed on me by the word of God. And, And I think that that'd be true in any situation. Now, however, I do want to add a caveat that there are times when I will instruct individuals. I've had that happen where people have been abused. I I instruct them to get a catharsis, okay? That's the human dilemma. Uh, Is it biblical? No, no, I'm not going to blame that on the Bible. But what would you have them do? I'd say write a letter Hmm. to that person, you know? Yeah. Uh, Go to the grave site, talk to that person, or sit a chair down. And talk to that person. That gives you a catharsis. Right. You know, and in some cases, it helps you uh, to work through something that normally you can't work through unless the person's there. Right. For some people, it's been helpful. Others said, didn't do me any good. You know, and I guess it depends on the power of God to bring us to the place where we're able uh, to do that. Well, I wish we had more time to unpack this further, but we'll do that in today's message. So join us in Genesis chapter 50 as we continue a message, How to Get Forgiveness. Here is Pastor Ford. I want to walk through this text. I want you to notice, first of all, that in Genesis 50, 14 through 22, You've got to, first of all, acknowledge that you've wronged the person. Look at the text. 
And when Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, Joseph will peradventure hate us and will certainly requite us all the evil which we did unto him. And they sent a messenger unto Joseph saying, thy father did command thee before he died saying, so shall thy say unto Joseph, forgive I pray thee now the trespass of thy brethren and their sin for they did unto thee evil. And now we pray thee forgive the trespass of the servants of the God of thy father. And Joseph wept when they spake unto him. I want you to notice something first of all because you got to acknowledge that you wronged the person. Now, now get this, get this. Now they're admitting to Joseph that they wronged him. But, but this is not the first time that they admitted, but they never admitted it to Joseph. Now, now you write these down, write these down. Genesis chapter 42, verses 13 through 24. Now, what's the time frame there? From Genesis, the time they sold him and put him in the pit, uh, to Genesis 42, that's 17 years. It took them 17 years to admit to each other that they did him wrong. Now, 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 it took them 17 years to admit to each other. Now, get this. It takes them another, what is that, 17, 17, 34, 59, what is that, five Another what? We're my mathematicians. <laughs> Another 22 years. Thank you. Another 20. So it took them 39 years to say I'm sorry. What's that old saying? That smells like smoke is from the pit of hell. Love is never having to say you're sorry. And of course, there is a big difference. Sorry is emotional. Forgiveness is volitional, but I don't even want to get into that. So I want you to notice something. Notice the catalyst for the acknowledgement. Their daddy had to die before they would acknowledge that they sinned. Now, I know what you're saying. Their motives are all wrong. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And they don't always have to be right in order for us to do right. Because, yes, you can do the right thing and have the wrong motivation. And so what happens? But they're doing it. They're acknowledging it. And it took God 39 years to get them to the place where they say, we need your forgiveness. And here's the thing that's amazing to me. Here's how strong guilt is on people who do people wrong. He had already forgiven them. He had already released them. Back in Genesis 45, when he revealed himself, he said, yeah, am I in the place of God? Know what he was saying? I am where I am because God placed me there. I know you thought you were dogging me out, hating me, kicking me to the curb, but you need to know God allowed this thing. And what you meant for evil, God meant for good. And so what, what's going on here? It was the catalyst. Say, say you know what? Listen, listen. Here's, here's, the, here's the positive point. Their daddy is dead. So now whatever buffer was between them that kept them from saying, I've done you wrong is gone. Do you get that? You know what I'm saying? I'm saying, God, do a work at Christ Bible Church that there are those who have a buffer between them and the individuals that they've wronged. Some of them because they're the leader. Some of them because they have an ear or expertise or whatever. 
but remove the buffer so they will recognize you just don't treat people any old way. No matter who you are, no matter what you know. What are some of the buffers? I just wrote some down. I don't know that I wronged the person. It was an offense to me. Why are they getting all twisted and bent out of shape? I'll never forget this. Sister came to me. She said, I forgive you. I said, what did I do? She said, I forgive you. It's under the blood. I said, but what did I do? She said, you don't know what you did, but you offended me, and it's under the blood. I said, well, since I didn't know, you should have left it there. <laughs> Leave it under the blood. You know, I'm, I'm a smart alley. Uh, some of y'all know it very well, better than others. Y'all know I'm sarcastic. You know, I, they, they talk about half for you something. You, you, I told one person, I said, you know, they said, how you doing? I said, I'm doing so well that uh, I have to be twins to enjoy it all. And they told me, oh, please don't get that happy because one of you is enough. <laughs> and I said, show you right. <laughs> Amen. Ain't no problem with that. And you should see the stuff I hold back. Folk leave themselves wide open. And, and I'll be saying, no, don't go there, don't go there, don't go there. Even though they, don't go there, don't go there, don't go there. Let that alone, let that alone, yeah. Let that alone. It'd it be biting my tongue. I'll go home and I'll say, hey, baby, so-and-so said this. I wanted to say blah, blah, blah. She said, you didn't say that, did you? I said, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, hold it back, yeah. And so, but then, but then I was standing at the door at the other old, old church. And then I thought about it. So you didn't know, but she made you aware of it. Now, what are you going to do about it? And I left the door from talking to people, and I went to her and I said, you know, I don't know what I did. All I know is you were offended by it. So, so forgive me. So then she told me what I did. And I said, forgive me. Even though I didn't see it as an offense. She did. She did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we don't mean to offend. You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr., a message entitled How to Get Forgiveness, and we're going to get back to this teaching in just one moment. I want to let you know Pastor Ford has written a number of books, and you can check those out when you come to our website and click on the Books by Pastor Ford link. You can see the different titles that are available as a paperback or in an ebook format. Our website address is treasuredtruthradio.org. Also the place to go if you ever miss a broadcast and you want to catch up on what you missed. Again, treasuredtruthradio.org. Again, here's Pastor Ford. Ignorance. I'm just talking about myself today so nobody can't think I'm talking about them. I was at the club and there's a brother. He weighed 405 pounds and in a year he dropped 200 pounds. And when he came in, he went to another club to lose it, came back to our club. And I said, you, you lost the whole man. And, he, and his head went down. Now, I had told the truth. 200 pounds, that's a whole man. If you're small, that, that's one and a half. <laughs> and I was wondering, you know, and everybody laughed and everything, you know, because, you know, he got jokes. But I noticed how he was reacting to me. And I went to him, and I didn't say did I offend you with my remark? I said, you know what? I offended you with my remark. Everybody laughed. You know, it wasn't funny. And I, I need you to forgive me. And he turned and he said, you know what? 
He said, I'm glad you said that. I said, oh yeah? He said, yeah, because I was thinking about fighting you. <laughs> and I didn't respond. <laughs> I just said, well, praise the Lord. I'm glad that I asked for forgiveness too. Amen. But, but you understand what I'm saying? We got all these excuses. Man, how about we need to give it time? Time heals all wounds. No, it usually makes it worse. Unforgiveness, when left to fester, turns to bitterness. And bitterness turns to hatred. And hatred turns to murder. You may not do it physically. Hmm. And so what happens? James says we need to deal with it quickly. So sometimes we make excuses for ourselves. Sometimes we may have offended them before. Sometimes the person may have wronged us and never cleared it up. So we, like Ahithophel, feel justified in what we're doing to them. And then here's the big one. Pride. Pride. Don't want to humble yourself before anybody. It makes you think that you're smaller if you go ask for forgiveness when it makes you bigger. Hmm. Now notice, 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 not, not just the catalyst for it, notice the comprehensiveness of it. Because notice the acknowledgement. He says, all the evil we did. I like the word did in Greek. It's the word gamal. Now let me tell you what it means. It means to do something in succession. What did they confess? They said, we put you in the pit. So we did it. But as a result of what we did, you were taken to Potiphar's. Here's what they're saying. If we never would have put you in the pit, you never would have went to Potiphar's. So even though we put you in the pit ourselves and are responsible for that, we are also responsible for you going to Potiphar's. Because if we never would have put you in the pit, you couldn't have gone to Potiphar's. So we are responsible for you getting a rape charge put on you, and we're responsible for you going to prison. It is succession. Here's what I tell people in counseling all the time. Guys come in and the, and the wife say there's been immorality, and the wife is uh, upset, and you know, and he says, it happened, it happened two years ago. She says she forgave me. And I say to them, she forgave you volitionally. Now she has to heal emotionally. And you're the one who's, who, who hurt her and caused all this pain, but you don't want to go through the whole healing process. You got to go through the all till she's totally healed. So that means it might be a year and a half and you thinking about getting your swerve on. You sliding up talking about, oh baby, everything. And she remembers it and says, you know what? Don't touch me. Well, what's the matter? I'm just thinking about you and that, that woman you was with. That's a year and a half ago. No, your response ought to be, yes, I hurt you and I need to help heal you. So then therefore, what, what do you need me to do? You need me to go ahead and sleep on the couch tonight? I'll do that because I understand you wouldn't be in this shape if I hadn't have done it. So therefore, to help you heal, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? And some of us have hurt people and wondering why they're responding like they're responding. Because you done dogged them out. And it's a succession. Now, I ain't giving anybody any excuse, but I'm telling you what's going on. 
Peter Marshall said this, Lord, when I'm wrong, help me admit it. When I'm right, make me easy to live with. Now notice, three different words for sin in verse 17. Trespass, sins, and evil. Here's what they're saying. Listen, what I'm saying, you got to tell it all. This is what I did to you. That facilitates the healing. Because if you leave something out, somebody's going to say, well, they did this to me too. Or they don't want to admit that. So notice, he says, trespass. That means I overstepped the bounds. And then sins, I missed the mark. Evil is, uh, in the Greek, Septuagint, poneros. What does that mean? Evil that is infectious. They're saying this evil that we did to you was like a cancer. Consumed you. So what's he say? They overstepped the bound. I think I might have told you about this a long time ago. My friend Morris Jones, when he was the pastor of Merrill Avenue, he's coming down um, out of drive. And uh, his right foot ain't saved. And he sees the lights, he pulls over. So what he does is, I got one too, but this is what he, he had on his license. See that? See that I have my license? I got my turn back collar on my license, see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he, he, he said, he had me laughing, he said, yeah, I pulled out. And, and the police officer said, are you a father or a pastor or something? He said, yes, officer. And he said, I have gotten away with a warning by showing that license so many times. He said, but this police officer was a Christian. He said, you're a pastor? He said, yes, I'm a pastor of Merrill Avenue Baptist Church, right on the, and he gave the, you know, gave the address and everything. He said, well, you know what? I was going to give you a warning. But because you're a pastor, you ought to know better. You tell people to obey the laws of God, and you don't even obey the laws of man. I'm giving you a ticket. You know what he's saying? You know better. Hey, you know what gets me about us? Can I just talk to us? We're supposed to be a Bible-believing church, and we pride ourselves on all the information we get, but half a, more than half of y'all don't even use it. More than half of y'all don't even tithe. More than half of y'all don't even read your Bible every day, don't even pray, don't even serve. We got the pool teeth to get you to minister to your own kids. I've had people say, well, then if, if I got to work in the nursery with the kids, I'm taking mine out. This is a Bible-believing church. I'll be glad when we become a Bible-doing church. I'll be glad when we obey the scriptures. I'll be glad when we keep short accounts. I'll be glad when we can walk up to somebody and say, you know what, you know what, I walked right past you, you had your hand out, and I saw it, and act like I didn't saw it. Would you forgive me? Notice, secondly, secondly, approach the person you've wronged. I know what you're saying. Wait a minute, isn't that the same thing? No, it isn't. No, it isn't. See, 17 years to admit it to each other. Now, 39 to admit it to Joseph. See, first acknowledge, then approach. Why? Because they may not listen to you. They may not listen to you. Anyway, you want to know why? Because some people like keeping you in their debt. Because when you wrong somebody, you have now created a debt to them. 
And some people like to hold that over your head. I'm just telling on me. I'm just telling on me. There's, there's a guy in uh, this health club there, I guess, because it happened at the health club. And uh, his name is Ray. You don't know his last name. And uh, Ray is just, I mean, he's a believer. He just braggadocious and everything. But, but, you know, I try as much as possible not to talk about people much. <laughs> and so when they be burning him up, you know, I don't, I don't jump in the conversation. You know, yeah, he just see that. He a prophet at this area. He got all the gifts. He, hey, you know, hey, what you think about that, Pastor Ford? And I say, well, you know, I think he belonged to the Lord. And I think the Lord going to have to straighten him out, don't you think? So one day, what you know, the only day I open my mouth, he walks in. I'm serious. The, the only, I, I, I'm telling you the truth. I usually, those are the answers I usually give. And one day Nate said to me, he said, man, I tell you, I, I, what time's he coming in? Because I'm getting ready to get up out of here. And I said, yeah, he be coming in pretty soon. I'm getting ready to get up out of here too because I don't want to hear it today. And he walked in and looked me right in the face. Man. You know, I, I walked on by like I wasn't talking about him. <laughs> but I knew he knew I was when I said, hey, Ray. <laughs> so I said, okay, he'll cool off. I came in the next day, hey, Ray. And that went on for about eight months. Now, I had gone to him. I said, you know what, man? Hey, hey, hey I apologize, you know. I just, just, you know, loose lips, sink ships, all that kind of stuff. I apologize, man. But he didn't want to forgive me. He didn't want to forgive me. Yeah, he wanted to keep me in debt. He liked that. Maybe you've been in a situation like that. You've asked for forgiveness and it wasn't granted. Or you've been on the other side of things. Where somebody's asked forgiveness from you and you didn't give it. There's more teaching on how to get forgiveness from Pastor Ford on our next broadcast, and we'll see how we can come to a biblical solution. Well, these practical Bible messages are made possible by the generosity of our monthly partners. And if you're a part of our giving family, we want to say thank you. And to let you know, we're committed to keeping these powerful teachings filled with uh, God's wisdom and guidance on the air so that you can grow in your walk with Christ. But it's your giving that keeps us on the air. If you're a monthly partner by AutoGift at a level of $30 or more, remember to take advantage of your 50% discount for Moody Publishers. Maybe you find yourself in the middle of a sticky situation where an issue of forgiveness hasn't quite been resolved. Or you're going to find helpful resources like Choosing Forgiveness by Nancy Lee DeMoss and The New Freedom of Forgiveness by David Augsburger in the Moody Publishers online store. So if you'd like to become a monthly partner and start benefiting from this 50% discount, call us now. Our number is 888-644-7660 or come to our website, treasuredtruthradio.org. You know, your monthly gifts are making a difference. Hopefully you can point to specific moments in your own life where God has used Pastor Ford's teaching. Because we receive feedback from men and women whose lives are being changed by this program. So again, thanks for your support. And if you haven't before, become a monthly partner when you call 888-644-7660. Or one last time, our website is treasuredtruthradio.org. I'm Steve Hiller. Our producer is Amy Rios. Join us Wednesday as Pastor Ford concludes our study on forgiveness right here on Treasure Truth, a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.